Childish Gambino has a brand new single out. It's called Disney Cash Being Dropped on My Front Door by the Truckload. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. This is the Resistance Broadcast. We do not have truckloads of cash at our door, but we're here to talk about Star Wars and Childish Gambino, who maybe you don't know who that is. That's Donald Glover. That's Lando Calrissian back in the saddle. We're gonna get. Into I would that. say more people know about Childish Gambino than they do about Donald Glover. Than his na- actual name. I think so. I don't know. Community was really popular. I don't know, but like Childish Gambino. Either way, strange. he may even change his name to a symbol, like Prince did for a little while, and we just had mm-hmm. to say the artist formerly known as Donald Glover. But either way. Mm-hmm. Uh, your names are James and Lacey. I'm John. I want to thank everybody for joining us today. Uh, it's our new show. We're going to get into all the latest rumors, uh, some official mm-hmm. news, uh, some fun takes on what's going on in Star Wars. Uh, we hope everyone is doing well out there on this July 27th. Dog days of summer coming up, guys. Things are heating up. Heating up. Yep. How are you guys? Uh, how's your summer going in this wild, weird 2020 that we're having? Really quick, because I can't, I can't get this out of my head. I do want to talk about the summer, but your prince thing. You said he changed his name to a symbol, mm-hmm. and then he, and then they say the artist formerly known as Prince. Yes. Is this not true though? He changed his name to the artist, and then he. So when you say the artist formerly known as Prince, it's the artist is his name comma like formerly known as prince maybe and then from that point on he blah he just got rid of the whole the artist thing and just went with the symbol and And then that didn't work either so he went back to prince he became prince again and i heard the rumor was he was to get out of a a record contract oh yeah that could be that sounds like something he would do yeah he also, I love the Dave Chappelle thing. He's like, he puts Dave Chappelle on the cover of his album. Have you ever seen that interview? I'm sure. Yes. So it's funny. so good because, right? well, there, there's that. So Dave Chappelle did the skit with the, the pancake thing. And then he's like, oh, yeah. and then, and then, uh, and then Prince put me on the cover of one of his records and it's Dave Chappelle going like this, yeah. holding the pancakes, pancakes. or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, like, what am I going to do? I'm going to sue him. <laughs> like, yeah, like, <laughs> he's, that's why he's the best. That's why he's the genius or whatever. It was pretty funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Look it up. But dog, dog days of summer, John. Um, I don't know, man. It's same as always. Just hotter. Right. Yeah. I don't really think I'm doing anything special. You've been using that, More pool, walks. using that pool a lot? Using that pool, not a lot, though. Because, um, you know, it's it's weird. It's like, it's great in the middle of the day, and then it's like freezing at night. Like, it's just such a weird thing to have a pool in Ohio. Hmm. Lacey, what's going on with your summer? Were you ever like a a lake kid or a pool kid or anything like that? I'm currently on Exegol. I'm pretty sure Palpatine's outside my house (laughs) right now. It's Mm -hmm. thundering and lightning like crazy right now. Mm. Um, I was a pool kid. I had a pool my whole, my whole life. Nice. Mm -hmm. Um, It was fun. Are are you a good swimmer? I can swim. I wouldn't say like let me do the you know 400 freestyle with Michael Mm -hmm. Phelps, but I can swim. Right. (laughs) Interesting. Yeah, we had a pool growing up too, and my mom like 
it was this urgency thing to like get us into swimming lessons as early as possible because probably had mm. that fear of kids you know kids drowning and stuff but yeah yeah and i would get that mm-hmm. that that kickboard thing little foam thing boogie board yeah yeah little boogie boards and stuff like that um but then i became a lake guy because i uh, moved up to uh connecticut and and uh that was that was the thing and do you have a boat no but my friend has a boat so well had a boat ah. he just got rid of it are you um, sad i am very sad but you know what we had our we had a good run and it was Could fine probably rent a boat yeah you know you know who probably has a lot of boats john boyega so you much so that you know who has a lot of houses oscar, oscar isaac, isaac. <laughs> i'm saying so if john boyega needed another boat maybe he'd come back to star wars but recently and this is funny because this i think this made the rounds because one of our listeners uh, i think his name is steve or something like that he yep, tw- steve yeah he tweeted at us a screenshot of his exchange with john boyega mm-hmm. um and I, I told Val about it. I'm like, should we cover this? That John Boyega is saying he's all he's moved on and stuff. He's like, no. He's like, who knows? <laughs> he's like, he's like, who knows what mood he was in that day? You know, you never know. It's just an Instagram comment. But of course, yeah. it takes off, and everyone covers his 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 comments that he's moved on from Star Wars. And all this guy Steve did was say, I can't wait to see Finn again, all dressed in all black like Luke in Return of the Jedi yep. with a green lightsaber. And he's like, nah, man, I'm all good. He's like, I've moved on. I don't want to play the role for too long and stuff. So I think that bums some people out, but I think it's just for now. Yeah. He, what do you, what are your guys taking a like, break? Yeah. What are your takes on his comments? Do you take them to heart or you think it's more of just in the now or I took it as he's been harassed like crazy over the past few years from star Wars fans. And now that star Wars is over, he's saying I need a break because he's never going to stop being a star Wars fan and he's never going to stop taking paychecks. So I think he's saying, for now, I'm moving on to other projects that I'm really excited about, but I don't think at any point in those comments does he say, I'm done forever. It's just, I don't want to play it for too long. Like, I, I have other things to offer, which I agree. He does. He's a great actor. The problem is he didn't say right now. Like the, James, you know, the how I met your mother thing. Like, I don't want to mm-hmm. be with you. And then right now <laughs> means like right there's now. an opening. He didn't give the opening. I don't think he needs yeah. to. Yeah. I I think he kind of does need to cuz I I think his I think in the world of like Hollywood and acting and all that other stuff like I think he's fine he's doing what he's doing and he's talking about his next project and he's always moving on to the next thing and I think he's kind of like I don't know like kind of coming up himself a little bit he's like oh I'm, I I did that that's off my table. Now I'm doing this next thing and, and, and I've got so much more and I'm not going to be pinned down to star Wars. That's not me. I'm bigger than that. And that's his confidence that's coming out. But I think like there's a certain group of people and I'm one of those that I'm like, dude, come on though. Like be glad that you were in star Wars and be happy. And even though it's not on the table, it's not even remotely on the table. Probably at this point, just be like, I would love to come back. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It it's it feels weird to me. But. I you know what, I it does for me too in a sense because when you look back to 2014 and 2015 when they first get involved, him, Oscar, and Daisy, he's jumping over his couch watching the first teaser, getting so excited, talking about how he's so excited to be in Star Wars. So he's having Harrison Ford sign his stormtrooper, and now it's like he's too good for it. If, if I'm not saying he is, but if it, it can come across that way, 
that he doesn't need it anymore. And I get mm-hmm. that. It just, it does feel a little like, man, like that things changed like quite a bit. Um, and, and then also it doesn't help that he made the, you know, you're not going to Disney plus me comment almost like that almost sounded like he felt he was too good for that. Like almost like Disney mm-hmm. plus is like the, the minor leagues, um, right. which is ridiculous because John Favreau is the king and he's on Disney plus right now. And this right. next guy that we're going to talk about in just a minute here might be heading that way, James. So mm-hmm. why don't we fire up the resistance report and get into our first story? the resistance all right well as john said it uh childish cambino donald glover uh is possibly coming back to disney plus to reprise his role as lando calrissian um this is of course coming from uh the kessel run transmissions those guys over there uh Corey and noah right and uh, they recently gave us that whole story about the Bad Batch, and they'd been saying it for a very long time. And sure enough, they're giving us another scoop right off the hot heel, the hot heels of like, hey, what have you done for me lately? You know, you got to think these guys have some inside information here. So um, I think more people are hanging on to this as a little bit more than a rumor, but more of like a, a trade saying it's happening, something along those lines. But I would like to talk about it. Um and I would like to uh, kind of speculate on what we what we think about this situation. So, Lacey, I'm starting with you on this one. What do you think about Donald Glover returning to play Lando? I would love to see it. I think Donald Glover's great. I loved him in Community. I loved him as a comedian. And I love Childish Gambino. Uh, I'm obsessed with his music. So, I think he killed it as Lando. He was the perfect Lando and I think he's we've kind of said this on the show before but uh he's one character in that movie that no one said was bad like everyone agreed that he killed it um Mm -hmm. and I think it would be a fun show to watch him go on adventures and get into hijinks and stuff um as far as the rumor side of things go um you know I feel like there are a lot of leaks and rumors, as always, in Star Wars, especially during this Disney era. It feels like every other week something's leaking, but um, I am excited at the opportunity that this could be happening, like the hope of it, but there's also a part of me that doesn't want to kind of be burned or like let down when it doesn't, so I'm kind of like, mm-hmm. I'll wait for it to be confirmed. But as for an option of something that's really cool, I'm all for it because we talked about this in the State of Star Wars conversation we had uh, last week, which was, what is going on in Star Wars? Like, what is next? Because right now, all we really have is Mandalorian and these projects that are seemingly having all these issues and Bad Batch. (laughs) That's what we got. So if there's another show coming, especially one with Donald Glover, I'm all in. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's actually weird because I know there's the Obi-Wan and the Cassian thing, but in my head, I'm still like, those are coming. They're just being pushed back and pushed back. And they're having problems, but they're still happening. Mm-hmm. I don't have that with the movies. There's there's like there's nothing, nothing happening. Yeah. And anytime they even announce people like if they if they did announce, they said, hey, Donald Glover is going to be playing Lando again. I'm like, that's happening. But right. every time we get like a movie announcement, I'm like, we'll see. 
<laughs> you know, even when it's like, it's like Taika Waititi's writing a Star Wars movie. I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. It's just, I, it's weird. Yeah. And I liked the idea. I know a couple of people had said this online of it being the Calrissian Chronicles, like that callback sure. to Solo where he's doing that, like, you know, blog, vlog thing on, on the Millennium Falcon. Like that would be funny to me uh, to continue yeah. that on. And then it ties it back to Solo. So that would be nice. Yeah. Yeah, so so that's right, Lacey. So if if this happens, Make Solo Two was a success. John, your turn. Shut what, up. What's that? Shut up. What? What? <laughs> um, no, Maybe it, you should start with that, John. Why it's not a success? Yeah, no, I mean, well, for so like Make Solo Two happened for some people. Like, it was used for characters besides Han and Chewie. So some people would use the hashtag for Emphis Nest. Uh, for sure. Kira and Maul, for Lando. And I think it's very possible we're going to see all these characters again. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but, you know, makes a little too happen for me is Han and Chewie. Mm-hmm. always has been Han and Chewie. Uh, so I'm going to keep using it and uh, annoying people with it uh, until that happens. <laughs> so, um, And that doesn't include cameos. Uh, uh, Sam Malone showing up in Frasier does not count for me. But um, I don't, you know... Yeah, it's a rumor. Um, I mean, these guys definitely nailed the Bad Batch thing. So you have to say, if they're putting this out there, maybe um, there's legs here to that. But we also know that Star Wars has officially announced projects that wound up not happening. So while this is announced, uh, I doubt that there's ink to paper already uh, and everything's ready to go uh, in terms of producing this thing. So this could be something that's still in talks, still in development, working out deals. Um I have to admit, you know, out of all the people affiliated with Solo, the last person I thought they'd be able to get to return would be Donald Glover because out of all of them, including even Woody Harrelson, I feel like he's the most independently successful right now in terms of his star being up here. And I don't mean that in what we were just saying about the Boyega thing. I don't, I'm not, I don't mean to say that he thinks he's above Star Wars or anything like that. I think he loved being Lando. I think he really enjoyed it. He uh, loved meeting with Billy D. Williams and, and all those stories. And I think he's really into um, what he's doing. But so, I mean, if it's true, that's cool. The only thing, though, like when I first hear it, I'm like, that's so cool. He's coming back as Lando. And then I'm like, wait a minute. Like, what the hell is a Lando Calrissian series going to be about? You know, and I don't mean that in a way that I don't like Lando, but Lando is a supporting character. And people would say, well, Han Solo was a supporting character to Luke Skywalker. Yeah, but Han was one of the three leads. You know, when you have a famous sure. band, he's one of the names of the... He's, you know, Steven Tyler and Joe Perry. He's one of the guys you remember the name of. Lando is a supporting character for Star Wars um, and even a supporting character for the Han Solo story. So I'd be curious to see, like, is would his story be almost like a retread of a Han Solo type story? Because they are similar type of people in terms of how they swindle people and they're scoundrels and that sort of thing. Um, will it be more of a romance thing? Because, you know, he's he's got that whole suave angle and he's very romantic and charming. I'm curious to see what type of show it is. So I would I need to find out what the vibe is of a Lando show. Is it going to be like almost more of a comedic? Is it going to be adventure? Is it going to be a crime? I, I need to get a vibe on what the Lando show would be, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To, yeah. to me, I have always considered that if they did do a Lando show it would be very similar to a Han show as well um because I think that I think that you're right I know what you're saying like there was there was the big three and then they kind of brought in Lando in the second one but the way he sticks around in the in the third one too it's almost like he was 
Like there's the big three, but if there was a big five, Lando's there. You know, he he's definitely like in that like core group of main characters when it comes down to like the the last two. He's the Ringo right, but um, of still the. Still comes ahead of him. Like there's other like C3PO comes before Lando, R2D2 comes before Lando. Like I get what you're saying, I James. Think, it's like I think I think I. I agree with what you're saying, but I think that would be different if Empire Strikes Back was the first movie. I think sure. just be- simply because of the fact that Star Wars is Star Wars as A New Hope, that movie, um, that's why C-3PO and R2-D2 and all those characters are in there. But, like, I think... Um, but, I, I, you know, you read... You, like, they have Lando double or nothing. That's, like, his own thing. Uh, Lando, the the comic, just Lando, the, it was, like, a five-series thing, like... It's just, it's him being who he is. Like, he's kind of like a James Bond. Like, you know, he does this and he gets into a little bit of trouble over here, but his real job is this thing. So he's, even though he's playing the game and acting like he's getting sidetracked, part of the sidetrack is the ruse. You know what I mean? I think, I think that a Lando series could be really cool. The only part that I get bummed about is the fact that it's been so long. You know what I mean? Like, if you would have told me a long time ago, that they're they're doing a, a Han Solo movie featuring Lando Calrissian, and then Lando Calrissian is going to get his own series right off of that. Like that combined, you're like, I am pumped, you know. Yeah. But it's weird to see the movie and still have not idea if they're going to do a sequel or if they're going to, you know, do a Han show. And then they like, well, we're going to do a Lando show. You're like, it's weird. It just feels like. like I- I want that Marvel announcement that's like, here's what we're doing. We're doing this and this and this and this. And you just get the scope of everything and you go in with those expectations of like, we're going to get the solo movie. Then we're going to get the Lando TV show to watch, watch him in the show in the movie and get a vibe for the show and stuff. And we're backtracking on that. Now we're trying to think back and piece it together. I think that due to what happened with Solo and then everything that happened with The Rise of Skywalker and the way that Benioff and Weiss went, I think that it just feels like Lucasfilm's scared. <laughs> like they're, they're nervous to announce projects and talk about them until they're like ironclad, like, yeah, we're we're doing these like John Favreau's on set shooting it. And then they'll be like, cause remember how long it was until we heard anything about Mando? Like. We heard once they were on set and mm-hmm. Favreau took a picture of a helmet. Like, we didn't know anything until that point. It feels like they're just waiting and waiting and waiting to avoid kind of what John was hinting at, which was like this, is it or isn't it happening? Or is someone going to quit? Is someone getting fired? And like, and in the way of trying to avoid drama, they're causing more drama because it just comes across weird. Yeah, yeah. It's they've like, lost their confidence, and now they're like, if trying to pick back up, that feels mixed, think, overthinking it mixed too much. to me because they did officially announce Leslie Headland was making a series, um, and they officially announced JD Dillard was developing a movie. We forget. About I wonder that. if it's because they're just trying. I don't to be think like, they look, did officially announce JD Will- Dillard. They didn't officially announce that. I, thought they I think that was a trade story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, the only ones that officially were Taika. The woman from 1917 and Leslie mm-hmm. Headland. Right. So, yeah. I, and um, Kevin Feige. Is producing. producing. And yeah. Ryan Johnson producing. Or, what, you know, whatever his from whole thing was. His trilogy. Which, yeah. well, that's another discussion. But, 
Um, yeah. yeah, I just don't like I am, you know, I am all about this and I will totally watch the Lando series. I will love it. I think Dan, I think Donald Glover was cast as Lando by us as fans before we even knew Solo existed. Yes. People like he yep. would be a great young Lando Calrissian. I remember people talking about that. Um, yeah. And it almost seemed like one of those things where like they probably didn't even have an audition. Like like Alden Ehrenreich was one of 3000 guys auditioning, 3720 of them. And he was the first one. They got yeah. it. But Donald Glover, he probably just walked in and he's like, no, 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 I, I'm Lando. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm he's, like, he's like, give it to me or not. Yeah, right. And they're like, we got to have him. So I'm, <laughs> I'm all down for it. I just don't know what I, I don't know what a Lando Calrissian series would be. And I know people are going to shout in the comments, say, well, they could do this. They could do that. They could borrow from the legends. They could borrow from the comic yeah. and this. I, I don't know if I want to see four seasons of Lando Calrissian, but I'm, I know I'm going to love it. I'm just trying to figure out what it is in my head. So I need I need to know what what vibe it is, what niche it is. Well, you know Ludwig's going to do the soundtrack. That's a, Woody? That's a, I mean Yeah, I probably would. That's pretty I, that's I, a, I know what that's you're a saying. really good point actually cuz he does his 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 Gambino stuff, right? Mhm. Well, he he worked with them I think on just one record, but that's that's a strong connection for sure. And he's already done the other Star Wars. Yeah, he did. Thing. This is America and that was a massive hit. Yeah, I mean, it I it, it does so make much. me feel it does make me feel weird though that, to think that they wouldn't bring in like someone new, like a fresh a fresh understanding of the story. But you're you're right. They're buddies. That That's makes, my thing. That is like, hey, wouldn't you want to work with your buddy? And I wonder if it's one of those things where they had to like beg him to come back, or if he's like, yeah. But I'll think come back. of how many other buddies. <laughs> Donald Glover has. Oh, sure. You know what I'm I mean? not, that's not what I'm Chevy saying. I'm Chase. saying like he's already in. Oh, jeez. Yeah, he's already in the Star Wars world, though, and has already been proven as someone that they can use. Yeah. So I could see yeah. executives being like, well, we already have him. We've used him. He's, you know, people will like his music. I like so. John's Chevy Chase example. Like, <laughs> do what you did with vacation. <laughs> no, um, he hates Chevy Chase. Yeah. Most people did. do, I think, at this point. The community people yeah, did, yeah. That's why they um, killed them off in like, their little table read. I actually... So he used to live around here. I don't know if he still does. Mm. Um, and he used to rent out the back room at Boston Billiards, apparently, a lot. And everyone who said they ever met him said he was such a... You know what? Mean guy. A, yeah, a D word. <laughs> Dog? <laughs> I don't know if I'm allowed. To, I, I forget which words we allow me to say on this podcast, but you get yeah. the drift. Um, but yeah, I, I'm totally down. Drift? I'm down. <laughs> Just douche. Um, I uh, I'm totally down for Lando. I just like I say, I want to see what it is. That's all. And if it's true, um, like who, you know, we'll see. Yeah. I, yeah, I think I think the show could be good. That that's my end result on that. Um, all right, but we don't know when it's coming, right? That's one of the big problems here. Um, it looks like uh, as of Thursday, Variety put out a report that says um, it was kind of sideswiped a little by Mulan. Uh, they put out a big thing and they said, "Hey, Mulan, we've because of the pandemic, we've been pushing it and pushing it and pushing it, and at this point, we are straight up just saying we're indefinitely." pushing it we have no clue when this movie's coming out 
Um, but because we're making this announcement, we're also going to throw in that our slate is being pushed just as a whole. And I don't know where the slate is. I went looking for it. Variety Variety is stating what it, what it is, but I wish there was an ori- a, original uh like press release that I we think could actually look at it this time last year is when they announced all this stuff yeah um so i i yeah it was may 7th 2019 uh was when all the whole like oh my god there's three untitled star wars movies coming out on these dates that was i think may 7th right so right around this time um long story short it looks like the the disney movies the three uh, Star Wars movies, I should say, are now listed as untitled Star Wars movie coming in 2023, 2025, and 2027, um, of course, which all all are pushed back one year. So it's going to be even longer before we get started into this next trilogy or whatever it is. Uh, we're all kind of assuming uh, that Taika Waititi's is the first one, but we do not know. John, take us on the journey. What do you think of this story? Um, it's a bummer without a doubt. And you kind of get that feeling if you, um, just put your ear out to people's reactions to it, because, um, I know people say, well, we waited 16 years between the original trilogy and the prequels. We can, we can do that. And it's just a different world now. And you look at, you know, Marvel popping off two or three movies a year and you're like, oh, well, all right, fine. Star Wars is different. We'll wait a couple years. We'll get our Star Wars movie. And now it's like, we're going to push it again. So, um, and that was coming off of the idea that we were going to get maybe two Star Wars movies a year at one point. Um, so now we're three years out and I think that it's funny. These slots don't mean anything because Bob Iger said that first slot was Benioff and Wise. That first movie, the 2022 movie that is now 2023, that was Benioff and Wise's slot. That's why these things are still called untitled, you know, movies. They're not called the Taika Waititi movie. It's called untitled. They're leaving the slots open in case something happens. Um, and so you got these three movies. I don't know that this is a trilogy. People always assume these are going to be mm-hmm. bing, bang, boom, three movies and uh, um, a, a connected story. I don't know that that's the case. So... I just, I, it's amazing not knowing what the deal is. And I, I don't know if I had to be, if I had to give my best guess, I would say if you hooked up Kathleen Kennedy and Michelle Redgewan or whoever, Bob Iger to a lie detector and asked them what the Star Wars movies for 25 and 27 are, they would not know. I think they know that the next Star Wars movie is Taika Waititi's movie. Probably he's the only person we're hearing that is he's, he's, he's actively writing his movie right now. Right? Yep. Ryan Johnson, we never heard from. Kevin Feige, maybe he's producing. He, they only said he was going to be producing a Star Wars movie. So maybe he's producing Taika Waititi's movie that makes sense with the Marvel connection. And we so, know that he's writing it because they asked, are you writing it? And he said, yes. Yes. Like, <laughs> how are you going to ask me that? Yes. <laughs> so uh, Everybody on every <laughs> blog website. I think we I mean as we're recording right now I think Grant might be writing up like our version of that Yeah, Star Wars news is so slow but what does it mean how do I fill text um but I yeah I don't know it's just a kind of a bummer that they're pushing it and I know you know it's the COVID thing and that makes sense but I think Lucasfilm is like thank god we have an excuse because we don't know what we're doing post Skywalker with their they got Disney plus figured out I think but in terms of the, the theatrical big films, what Star Wars was built on, the fabric of Star Wars, the big blockbuster feature theatrical films, um, I think it's shaky. 
and I don't know what the, what they're doing. My my last thought on this: Kathleen Kennedy's contract is even further from these movies, and when she may be leaving. So, um, I'll let Lacey pop in here, but I have one more thought I want to throw in uh, at the tail end of this thing. I feel like I've been sure. going on. Lacey. I think John put it perfectly. I don't I don't know what else I have to add. Just like they have no details to add to this movie calendar are you bummed out though like are you like whatever absolutely i mean if you look at it this way the last movie of that series or group of movies is 2027 that's almost a decade from now and marvel's like here's 17 things that are coming out in the next year and you're like what about star wars (laughs) i feel like as a fan we were kind of like unofficially promised that we were getting all this new star wars content and it feels like they're like, no, psych, we're kidding. That was all, that, that wasn't real. But I think what I kind of played into in the previous answer was, I really think that they, one, aren't sure what they're doing. They're still trying to figure it out. And two, they're scared. I think they put a lot of time and effort into that Benioff and Weiss stuff, whether they want to admit it or not. And I think that flopping and not going the way they wanted it to really kind of shook their plans for the next decade. And... um I get it, but you think that they would just plug someone else into that slot and keep going, but I guess not. Even, like, and I'm not trying to down him, but even if it's, like, a Gareth Edwards, you know what I mean? It doesn't have to be, like, a Steven Spielberg. Like, we're like, oh, man, we lost Steven Spielberg. Who are we going to get? And then they're just looking for somebody on his par, you know, or something. But who's going to write it? You can... Well, I'm, but I'm, but I'm saying Rogue One still existed, and there's no, there's no John Favreau attached to that. You know what I mean? It's like it's, it's good people doing good work, and we, what we know about Rogue One is that a lot of it was kind of controlled overhead. They're like, hey, this isn't working. We're bringing in other people. We're fixing things, and as long as the people play ball, they're like, I get to be a Star Wars director, and the movie turned out fine. Like, I don't, I don't, I kind of don't understand if they did have this whole thing where they worked on the origin of the Jedi, why? I don't know, but it makes me also think of all the Solo stuff and how that went, and I think it's just... I mean, recently on Twitter, for people that aren't on Twitter, which, congrats, (laughs) you're not on there sometimes, Um, you know, someone had wished a happy birthday to Phil Lord, right? Uh, Mm Mm-hmm. And said, like, to the executive producer of Solo, happy birthday. And he wrote, is this a bit? Like, are you serious right now? And I remember seeing it because I I think I was tagged in it or something. Um, And immediately I just went, (gasps) because it was one of those things that you're like, oh, like, he's not happy about this. And then people like Edgar Wright chimed in. Like, all these people started chiming in being like, yeah, it's a joke. It's blah, blah, blah. And it made me think, like, if I was a part of Lucasfilm and I saw things like that, because you have to imagine someone somewhere saw it, they would be like, see, this is why we don't share things yet until they're like set. Because even when they're set and we think things are going great, they end up bad and then this is what happens. You know what's and funny it kind of adds to that laundry list of things of like what's going badly. So that's one of our listeners, uh, Samuel Allen. Yeah. Hi, and- Samuel. He literally wishes everybody who's ever touched the Star nicest. Wars a happy birthday. The nicest guy. Every day. 
Like mm-hmm. you, he, uh, it'll be a creator you've never heard of and he's got their birthday and he's like, so he literally genuinely just wished him a happy birthday and Phil Lord thought he was being a douche and he wasn't. He was just wishing him a happy birthday. Is that birthday. the word of the day today? I guess. Yeah. <laughs> That's Phil. That, hey, look, he assumed it and it was not the case. I'm just saying, right. I don't want to get into that side of things, but I'm just saying like in the sense of if people are leaving these projects, like. Colin Trevorrow, who is still giving seemingly panels discussions with Duel of the Fates. Like, I can imagine if you're involved in the planning and strategy and where things are going and storytelling in Star Wars, you're looking at these examples being like, oh my gosh, what are we doing? Like, if, <laughs> like, if what's going on? If, and if any of us were like, we were going to direct a Star Wars movie and we got fired, the you would have the ex-boyfriend, ex-girlfriend syndrome where you're like... I just, would never talk about it ever again. I would. I'd be like Dave Mustaine who's still talking about Metallica 40 years later. <laughs> oh, I would be the person like hiding under a, a, but, the covers, like hating myself. <laughs> I think... <laughs> that's, that's pretty funny. I, I think, um, you know, we, we've said it before in the show uh, and I... It's just a theory, but I think the Benioff and Wise was certainly supposed to be this whole High Republic thing, and the books were supposed mm-hmm. to be supportive of it. So no, those I mm-hmm. think they're worried about those, and we're gonna get into those in a little bit, I guess. But um, this thing also makes me think like the more stuff like this happens, and they're pushing stuff out, and you still don't hear his name out there, the less confidence I have that we're gonna see Ryan Johnson's movies. You know, how did I know you were gonna circle back to this when you said I had one more thought? I knew it was gonna be. Well, that's the biggest elephant in the room here because it was an officially announced trilogy mm-hmm. on StarWars.com three years yep. ago. Mm-hmm. And we know that Kathleen Kennedy is the one who really loved Ryan Johnson and mm-hmm. they were going to offer him nine and Disney's like, eh, uh, not after the backlash of that last one. Uh, so they gave him uh, a consulary project, which is you're going to have your own series of movies, um, which in retrospect, maybe J.J. Abrams should have done the whole trilogy and Ryan should have started in something from scratch, but that's my own thoughts. But if Kathleen Kennedy leaves, I think that's even less of a chance in terms of seeing Ryan Johnson. I think she's the one who's keeping that um, alive. So I, I don't know. I think there's a lot of question marks about that. And and as they should be, because he's they just announced Knives Out 2. It's clear Ryan Johnson is not a person who's out of ideas. That movie is so good. He probably had, pl- he has, probably has plenty of ideas on what he wants to do with Star Wars. So it's not mm-hmm. on his part. Trust mm-hmm. me, it's not his lack of imagination or writing abilities. Right. They're not talking about him because it's on their part. So people got to keep that in mind. Um, when you're seeing these movies and these dates announced, and you still don't see his name popping up, but you're hearing all these new people coming up. Taika, oh, he's already writing his. He just lapped Ryan Johnson. And he just got announced. It just made me think of Captain America where he's like, passing on your left. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. Tyke is passing Ryan Johnson on his left. So <laughs> I love I, that scene. Passing on your left. Yeah, passing on your left. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Interesting. It's just, but it's, I know it, we're all bummed out though because Celebration 2022, we thought we were going to get that movie. Yeah. 2020 has been rough. <laughs> and uh, it feels like Disney doing this is like, let's just, let's just act like 2020 didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. So, you know. I I'm I might get a little spicy here for a second, but oh, I, like spicy I just <laughs> well I just went and took a look. I just kind of wanted to get like an idea, and I didn't even realize it was this ridiculous. And it kind of makes me mad. I was like, okay, what's Marvel doing? And 
right now, it is true. They had a movie. It was supposed to be in May. It was Black Widow. It still hasn't come out. That's fair, right? Mm-hmm. Pandemic, mm-hmm. right? We're not holding anybody against that. But you know what? You know what hasn't gotten moved? The Eternals. The Eternals has a release date, February 12th. You know what hasn't gotten moved? Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings has a release date, May 7th, 2021. Uh, now, granted, this is a different studio, right? Morbius. But it's under Disney. Right? Venom. Uh, Spider-Man 3. All, all of these movies have release dates. Thor, Love and Thunder, that's happening, 2022. February 11th, release date. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, release date, has one. Black Panther 2 has a release date. Captain Marvel 2 has a release date. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse sequel has a release date. It's it, like beyond that, it's there. We know Guardians 3 is coming. We know Blade is coming. We know and Ant-Man James, don't 3 forget, is coming. They're also doing a full slate of Disney Plus shows because while people while you're saying this, people are going to say, yeah, but Star Wars is doing the shows now. Yeah, but they're also Marvel's doing, doing yeah. that, too. They're doing Loki, uh, Winter Soldier. Yeah. I. I, I just, I, I find it very frustrating that they can move Black Widow and we're like, okay, but yet we've not heard anything about these other movies because we're pretty confident that those are still in production, happening, you, they're working on them, they're doing all this stuff, and then we get this announcement from Lucasfilm that's like, oh, sorry guys, we don't know what we're doing but we know that we're going to push it back a year. Why? What are you what are you doing? What are you not doing anything? That's that makes me mad. What got pushed back a year? You're meeting over Skype while you're just coming up with ideas? I'm sorry, but I like Skype. What are, uh, wh- like what we are we you doing? we talked about this Lucasfilm thing and we had we had someone comment and there was like hey they're doing other movies or whatever they did Strange Magic back in 2015 and then they are working on something else that isn't anything it's like a new thing that is like the last thing on their slate like after the Star Wars movies and everything everything that they're doing is Star Wars and Indy Five. That's it. Oh, wait, That's saw, all they're doing. You see Clayton tweet, uh, it looks like we're not going to get Indy 5 now. And and that's what I'm talking about. It's like And I agree. I don't think we are. I think it's done. Meanwhile, James what Cameron's are you doing? just like I got time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, James Cameron's another thing too. The thing about the Avatar and the James Cameron thing is that they're they're working on it. They're doing it at least. And James you Cameron know? was like, "I we built know like it's three coming. pools for this movie. I built a whole camera system." Yeah. He's like, "Oh, by the way, Star Wars, I'm stealing your release dates." I think Jim Cameron added and, another ocean to Earth. I think there's eight oceans now or something. Yeah, he built a planet. He built a planet. <laughs> He figured out like inter interstellar time travel. Yeah. For I like that John thinks there's seven oceans. How many, were there five oceans? <laughs> no, there's four oceans. Oh, there's four. <laughs> I think you're going off of seven continents. Seas. No, the seven continents. That's what it is. Okay, yeah. seven continents. Right. I think my favorite um, baby quote right now is, "What are you doing?" They're they're not doing anything. Like, c- come on. Like, I I have faith in Star Wars, and James, I know that they're working on big projects or whatever. But seriously, like, it it's kind of ridiculous. You're gonna tell me like, "Hey, we're pushing it back." Like, I had faith in you, and now this makes me mad. 
James, let me ask you an honest question because yeah, the three of us, you're the biggest fan of um, the publishing end of stuff. They're holding up their end of the bargain, but they also rely on not the trickle down, but the big money makers, you know, novelizations uh, feed into these different branches that allow them to create other stories that connect the canon. Obviously, the movies are the most important thing for canon. So the publishing side is probably getting a little annoyed, too, because they're like, oh, man, you know, we thought we were going to be getting you know, these movies and we're going to make books off of this and comics off of this. I'm sure that, you know, Disney publishing and Sig Lane and all of them are like, mm-hmm. I'm on like, cause it's on him now. Cause he still has to do his job, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah, it all, th- com- it all th- comes down from the top. Don't, don't think of it as a person who is like, you know, writing a star Wars book. They're writing a book to make money. They're getting the star Wars name um and they're like that's going to be a bonus for us and you know what's even going to be a bigger bonus is if they do like movies related to these things right so like for instance like black spire right or or phasma or something like that those are those are good star wars books but they're probably not going to sell as much as like the novelization of the last jedi or something right? right just because the more tied in with the movies you can be you know the next step down would being like oh this character appeared in the movie or something along those lines that's just bonus on top of them so hearing that the that movies or or big name television properties or whatever around the high republic aren't happening um could be not because we don't know that it ever was they might have been pitchy idea be like hey we want to give you guys free reign to do whatever you want it's not going to be a movie but you can use the star wars name and explore the era we we don't know mm-hmm. um i but but in the sense that you're saying john like if there was in fact supposed to be something bigger to this this is a huge bummer like imagine like imagine writing you know being offered um a, a movie adaptation book and you get to write it and then they're like, never mind, we're actually not going to make the movie, but good luck with the book. Yeah. You're right. like... Or you just lose the job. I, the only reason I signed on yeah. to this because it was going to be a career booster for me. Right. I was writing the novelization for what was going to be a big name right. thing. But... Um, so, I, I, I have a theory, but it goes against what I hope happens. Because um, mm-hmm. I, I do... Would love to see Favreau and Filoni be some sort of two-headed monster taking over creative um, and uh, the studio. Um, in terms of Favreau doing the studio and Filoni heading some sort of new version of a story group thing. But I'm thinking about how George Lucas handed handed Lucasfilm over almost like a, a smooth transition sort of thing. Like, here are my toys. Now you get to play with them. I had these ideas for, you know, the sequel trilogy and they sort of took it, but then they took his stories away. But it was still like a sort of a smooth handover thing. If Taika Waititi is the next movie... Is this the handover project where behind the scenes things are already taking place to transition to different people in power at Lucasfilm? If Kevin Feige is the person producing the Taika Waititi movie, is Kevin Feige taking over Lucasfilm? And is that the one movie that is the, I'll hand you the baton and both our hands are on the baton and then you're going to take it and the other two movies are going to be whatever he or whoever's in power is in charge of. Um... And if we're believing all these stories we're hearing with like, you know, Lacey saying uh, her her connections over at Disney are saying uh, company wide there's changes. So maybe that includes Marvel, even though they're doing well, which means Cut Feige would leave that. What I heard about Lucasfilm, definitely like it's not it's not if it's when and it sounds more sooner than when her contract's up. 
What if that movie, the Taika Waititi movie, is the transition of power film, and then that's why they pushed those other two, and they don't have names on them because they don't know what they are yet because the person in charge isn't in the seat yet. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like a, a good discussion for later. It, it uh, Yeah, I know. It's yeah, possible. Yeah, yeah. We're running long on, on this episode in particular, but... Um, it's so juicy. I, yeah, it's funny. Like, I, that's the thing is, like, I feel like our our mixed bag here is just like, hey, they announced today that because of a global pandemic, we're actually going to be pushing the movies back. And we're not taking the news lightly, I don't think. I don't think there are a lot of people out there that are like, oh, yeah, okay, that makes sense. I mean, I'm sure there are. But anybody who's, like, paying attention to Star Wars news in general, this that seems to be, like, that red flag for me, like I said. Like, I was like... Why? Why are you pushing them back? Doesn't that yeah, doesn't make sense to me? Yeah, you're still two years off. Yeah. Yeah, because they and can't. So, you can't use the crutch of, well, they're they're focusing on TV now. It's like, yeah, well, guess what? Marvel's doing twice as many shows as you too. So you can't, and they're doing all those films. So, well, try here's again. the other thing too. Here's the other thing too. Is like, it 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 also is like, okay, they're only two years out, and like okay, two years is maybe a good amount of time. If you were to start working on a movie right now, you might be able to get it done, but you know, they want to, they want to have a little planning. This makes me feel like if, if it's not that they're not doing their job now, they weren't doing their job before. Like while rise of Skywalker was doing its thing, like you maybe put too much focus into that movie and you were taking a break on all of your future projects. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think also that Overall, in the U.S., it kind of feels like a lot of companies are using COVID to their advantage in the sense of Mm -hmm. reestablishing staffing, cleaning house, re-strategizing. Like, this is kind of a year where a lot of people are losing money. A lot of people are having to change how they're doing things, especially the movie industry. But they're also using it as a moment of pause of okay, this is what's not working. Let's figure it out now while we have the time. And I think John's right in the sense that they're looking at this like, look, we need more time, and this is an excuse to get more time without drawing more attention to it. Because if, you know, COVID-19 wasn't going on right now, and they announced, hey, we're pushing all the Star Wars movies back a year, could you imagine the narrative of that? People would be like, why? You still have two years. And they're the going to be like, oh, the fire uh, Kathleen Kennedy uh, crowd would definitely uh, be raging. Yeah. Right. They'd be like, oh, I, you know, things take time. Like you said, James, like, oh, we're focusing on TV. Now they have that narrative. They have COVID-19 as something they can be like, well, because of this, we need more time for everything. And I could see companies yeah. pushing back other projects just to allow Star Wars to have more time because Bob Iger admitted he should have pushed Solo back. He should have given Solo more time. So I could see them looking at this, especially Star Wars, and saying, we can't afford to keep messing this up or keep not getting what we want out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think COVID is definitely going to be used as an excuse for a lot of stuff. People, like especially staffing changes, like people leaving, moving elsewhere, getting laid off. But getting no reason to fire that guy. Right. And now you can say. at your job right. and you're like, man, budget cuts. We're yeah, losing a lot sorry, of money. Guy. Sorry, we got to let you go. Yeah. And you're like, whew. Yeah. Um, Switching the players well, is what I've seen businesses call it. You know, oh, figuring out your best team. Yeah. Um, 
Well, yeah, like I said, th- th- all of this stuff is something that we could have in future discussions. <laughs> Believe me, we got three years to think about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> we should, because we're running out of time, we should probably just skip to our last story here, uh, which is the quick one. The, the, the fact that we were just talking about the High Republic, right? Um, they did reveal a new Jedi Master character from the High Republic, uh, Skier. Um, and a little bit more about uh, some other characters who have set up a dynasty as far as hyperspace trade routes and go. Um, I, 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 we just kind of laid out the whole High Republic and publishing with our, our story there. But mm-hmm. did you guys have any thoughts on um, the, the new character and, and the idea of this Outer Rim uh, dynasty? I've seen probably four to five pieces of art, I feel like, of Avar Chris. I've seen her with mm-hmm. her hair down, her hair up. I've seen her in different outfits. She looks different. Um, I would say this concept art is probably the most realistic version I've seen, and it's very comic booky looking. Is how I. She take also it. looks exactly like Cersei from Game of Thrones. Does I could she? see that, but she has a more defined crown that she's wearing compared to other drawings, which I found interesting. Uh, the skier guy looks like. Uh, one of the the Goombas from the Mario Brothers movie from like <laughs> the eighties or nineties. Those weird small lizard head dudes. <laughs> That's yes. what it looks like. Uh, um. Yeah. Great. <laughs> More well, of these sketches. Like, can we get an actual like story? That- yeah, can, well, can I jump off that too? Is like that. That's the thing that I thought was really weird. Is they released three images. And they're all concept art. And I'm like, we should be past concept art. You should be showing me the real art. And then later, after I'm into it, release all the concept art, you know? They announced this in February. Do you realize? (laughs) Yeah. Wait a minute. uh, Go ahead, James. Well, the the one thing that I thought was weird, too, is not only is it concept art, but you, you gave me the same character in the same position standing there with a different outfit on it's like this isn't my first look at the character this is somebody else's first look at making the final decision on what they want him to look like right that that's frustrating to me it's like it's like hey here's kylo ren he may look like this or this we haven't decided here's your first look at him it's like no (laughs) make a decision on what these characters look like and then show me they're gonna get that goomba feedback and be like oh gotta change that james is gonna go to lucasfilm and be like so what do you do here (laughs) yeah even even in your example you said you know you've seen her in multiple outfits i'm like okay that was one press release this is another this is another this is them being like here's three images and i'm like two of them are the same it's the same (laughs) it's literally the same picture you you just you like removed a layer and put on the other layer you're like i don't know that one where she's that one works too it's that game in the (laughs) bar it's that game in the bar where you have to pick what's different about the image uh no i was thinking more like a paper doll like where you where you have like the person and they're standing there and then you can like swipe and their outfit (laughs) changes or whatever Yeah. yeah yeah I'm like, what is this? Why am I looking at this? Uh, well, and also, like, I see these, like, images, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. And I forget that these are just, like, th- these are nothing. These are visual guides for when you read the book so you can picture the character in your head at this point. Because there's no, um, uh, well, they are doing comics. 
So that's true. These they they could yeah. appear in comics. That's fair. But they're not going to be animated right now. They're not going to be live action right now. So they're relegated to cover artwork and the comics. I did forget about the comics. So maybe these will fit in the comics. But I keep forgetting that this High Republic stuff is not going beyond the pages. And you know, for a lot of fans, that that's all. That's fine. They can live there with this. But this really seems like such an important time in Star Wars. If you're talking about the height of the Jedi, like the foundation of your franchise, the Jedi, at the height of their powers, and it's just going to be in literature? It takes me back to the Benny F. Wise thing. Everyone's heard me go on that rant before. But I think they, 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 that's another thing. they got to figure out what they're doing with this because this isn't going to be it. But they have said, as of now, there's no plans to... Ha- create other media about this so i don't know it's There's a rumored game too but who knows a lot of rumors, a lot of rumors. yeah a lot of rumors yeah if you don't give us r- true information you're gonna get more rumors than anything and that just cloudies your properties lucasfilm yeah. <laughs> causes people to come up with their own stories and then they don't like it when you don't do the thing that they were they thought up in their head <sighs> guys that's it for resistance report this week um i do want to get to the patreon pod race though Lacey, can you take us on that journey yeah so it's time for the patreon pod race So there's a lot of different ways that you can support us. You can like this video, comment, subscribe, let us know what you think of the High Republic below, um, and follow us on Twitter at R-B-A-T-S-W-N-N. Or if you want even more content uh, where we talk about all different types of things in Star Wars, polls, and much more, you can head over to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. Uh, starting at $2 a month, uh, you get access to all that content. Um, And then as you go up in the ranks of officers, you get more and more access, including private chats and mailings and all different cool stuff. So uh, our top tier generals provide so so much support to us. They're a great group of people. They're so positive and fun and just really love Star Wars just like us. And they're able to joke around with us a lot, which is great. No matter if we're happy or spicy like James, uh, they always keep us in line, so to speak. So I want to give them a shout out and thank them. Thank you, General Carmelo, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, Neil Shaw, David Probus, John Reese, Micah Harrison, Jetta Rosewater, Michael Gaines, Bethany Russ Harbison, or Harbison, Harbison, Harbison. Oh. I'm so sorry, Always. Russ Harbison. I don't know why. <laughs> so anyway, uh, and Kendall. Thanks, guys. Russ, you're the best. Um, all right, so then. <laughs> Uh, This week, Kendall's up. It's our rotating slot for generals. We asked Kendall, what is your all-time favorite Star Wars quote? What made it stand out to you and why is it your favorite? So uh, Kendall's going to let us know now. So Kendall, take it away. After some thought, my favorite Star Wars quote of all time is from the master of portology, Yoda himself. And it is, luminous beings are we, not this crude matter. And that really just stuck with me a lot as a kid. I kind of imagined some shining version of ourselves that was always around and out there that we could reach out to and become better than we thought we could be. And so just kind of stuck with me my whole life, that kind of philosophical concept. And I really like that a lot. 
And then just kind of as a bonus quote to throw something else in there, I also really, to reflect the humorous side of Star Wars, I have to include the Hondo Onaka quote, uh, all the stories I could tell, many of them true. And with that, I hand it over to you. Awesome job, Kendall, on your first pod race. You're now an official general. <laughs> uh, so, John, what did you think of his answer? Well, first of all, the video production quality was outstanding. I think he even like named one of his videos at 4K. <laughs> 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 uh, but, Kendall, um, I thought you did a great job. Uh, one of my my favorite Yoda quote is for my allies the force and a powerful ally is uh, right around that same speech that you're talking about about luminous beings we are not this crude matter where uh, Frank Oz was able to claw Mark Hamill's shoulder um, and I like your angle on that it's 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 a way for us to um, you know expand and know that there's a you know a better version of ourselves to yearn for it's not just you know what's here it's it's who we can be so I really like that um, approach uh to uh to what you said there yoda quotes you know you you can pick any from especially from empire and just uh find good meaning to it i've never heard anyone put it that way so i thought you did a really great job um love the shirt by the way uh love the stay on target shirt there um i gotta get myself an orange shirt now that i think about that it was a it was a slick orange color i haven't my softball team we have an orange jersey but i need like a regular orange orange t-shirt now you've sold you've sold me on that kendall but uh, thanks for being a general thanks for all your support and first time doing a pod race crushed it so thanks man james um yeah i agree i really like the the luminous beings we are um not the crude matter thing it kind of it takes me back to that whole like if you cut off your arm are you still you you know, kind of thing. And like, you start thinking about your, your body and, and in replacement of like your mind or your thought process, like, what are you? And, uh, I don't know. It's just, it's such a a good thing for someone who a good line for someone who's aware of like, you know, meditation and prayer and other, and religious aspects and stuff like that. So, um, I'm, I'm with you, man. I think that's a, that is a great line. And the other one too, the, the Hondo Anaka stuff, man, cause, you know, I'm I'm one of those people that was totally on board um, with not liking Hondo for the longest time, even when he was in Rebels. And I was like, I just kind of I, I I don't get what they're trying to do. They're trying to make this character happen. and He's not happening. And then I read Pirates Price and I just like totally flipped on Hondo. And now, like when I look at the character, anytime they do something interesting or new with him, or even when I go back and watch the other stuff, I go, I get Hondo now, and that's that's exactly what I I love about that quote. Like, oh, the stories I could tell, many of them are true. <laughs> like, it's just, <laughs> it's so good. Like, uh, all right, yep. Yeah. But thanks for thanks for being a general, and thanks for doing the uh, pod race for the first time. Good one. All right, Kendall, great job for your first pod race. You killed it, like John said. Um, I loved your quote. Yoda is so good. He has so many great quotes, but I, I agree with you. There's something just about all of his quotes about being more than you think you can be and believing in yourself and stuff like that is just why he means so much to all of us, and it was a perfect quote. So, again, thank you for your support, and now we're going to hear from the rest of the community, and I'm going to head over to John. Yes, it is time for Ask the Resistance. I've been wondering, what are midi chlorians? That was so okay, enthusiastic. We got... <laughs> what? 
That was so enthusiastic. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll redo it. Hang on. <laughs> now it's time for Ask the Resistance. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we asked you guys to send us some questions, and you do. We appreciate that very much. Uh, anytime you want to uh, send us something that you'd like us to discuss or talk about via a question, um, you can send it on Twitter uh at rbatswnn using the hashtag ask the resistance or you can email to us at resistancebroadcast at gmail.com if you're uh, a resistance officer you can send it to us on a direct message or on the discord or wherever you'd like a lot of ways to reach us uh but uh, these folks made it on the show here uh some look like first timers i think uh we have charlie davis at chase a davis uh lacy um Charlie's asking, for those of us that do not have a favorable impression of Lando from The Empire Strikes Back, Rebels, or Solo as a double-crossing swindler, why should we be interested in a potential series? So we did talk about this a bit, but now you get to give your take on uh, people sure. who aren't big fans of Lando. Hey, Charlie. How's it going? Thanks for your question. Um, I guess my first question to you is, why do you not have a favorable impression of Lando? Because I noticed that you left off Return of the Jedi, and I feel like he makes up for all the shenanigans he pulled in Empire Strikes Back uh, by going to Jabba's palace and, you know, flying the Falcon and everything and basically destroying this the second Death Star. But... um and Wedge. Yep. So as for Solo, so this series would be a younger Lando, my one word would probably be capes because uh, <laughs> he has a lot of wonderful capes. And if we saw only a glimpse of what his outfits could be, They'd probably be pretty awesome. That and as we said earlier, you know, Donald Glover did an amazing job as Lando and made him funny and like kind of just like smooth, like even smoother at times than I think Billy D does, uh, as the younger version anyway. Um and I say this all the time, I just like want more Star Wars. So I feel like anybody's gonna like it because he doesn't have force powers, he he's funny and kind of a ladies man type of guy i feel like people like that character i i've been watching a lot of lucifer and like that's that kind of character and i just love it so i would say that's my reason but capes definitely capes i like that answer the whole uh if we just had an inkling of its cape potential Um, okay, James, uh, this one's going to you from Tom Rose at Toehead81. What is up, Tom? Uh, James, do you think we will see the Inquisitors make the jump to a Disney Plus series, perhaps Obi-Wan? Or the rumor going around that Moff Gideon might be an old Inquisitor? That's a rumor? Oh, really? Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, what do you what do you think? Are we going to see uh, some live action Inquiz? Um, Inquiz. <laughs> Inquiz. Uh, Inquiz no subs. <laughs> Uh, what's the thing where like nobody challenges the Star Wars in- Inquisition or whatever? You know what I'm talking about? Nobody beats the, Inquis- the Monty Python thing. Do you guys remember that commercial? No, no, no. With it's the, the the huge eyes. Do you remember that for Quiznos? No. The hamsters. Uh, no, I remember the the hamsters. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. Um, oh, it's nobody. Nobody something's the Spanish Inquisition. It's like a Monty Python Nobody thing. beats the Wiz. Oh, yes. The Spanish Inquisition. Yes. Yeah. Anyway. Um, though this is the Star Wars Inquisition. Um, okay. Getting to the question. Yes, I do think Inquisitors are going to make the jump to Disney Plus because I think that is something that's been like something that fans have wanted for a very long time. They want this whole like 
what do we want to see? We want to see Darth Vader hunting down the Jedi. That's what people always say. And if you're not reading the Darth Vader comic, you're, you're, you're missing it. That is the story. It, and it's, it's awesome. And it's really good. Um, so pay attention to that. Do I like the idea of, uh, Moff Gideon being an old inquisitor? Look, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of the idea that he is a force sensitive. I like the idea of him not being a force sensitive, but if you are going to go the route and you're going to say that he is force sensitive and that he has history within the empire, please make him an inquisitor. I like that so much more because then you get into the ties with so many other things. And we get this other person who has this history of just being a sick, twisted individual who's out to kill all the other Jedi and stuff. And who used to work for Vader, uh, like, you know, under him, like, and, uh, obviously ties to rebels and stuff like, Oh man. Yes. If, if they go that route, please make an inquisitor. That, that's my opinion. And that could line in with his, um, quote from his interview saying a descendant of vader that could line in with that in a way that's true too um yeah. all right cool good answer um all right uh next uh peter mccluskey at red p mac uh did poe actually save the resistance when he took out the dreadnought in last jedi would that ship have destroyed the fleet if he'd followed orders and left it alone um i i i am gonna lean um that Leia's instincts are more right than Poe's, especially at that point in the story. Especially when we realize that um, after the fact that Leia is more in tune to the Force than we had um, maybe realized in terms of her abilities of using it and that sort of thing. So when you put that lens on it, it reminds me of sort of the Obi-Wan uh, adage, there are alternatives to fighting or will, you know, a, a solution will present itself like Qui-Gon says. Um, I think that approach is, is sometimes the way, whereas Poe, that was his biggest mistake in The Last Jedi. And from that point on, he sort of learns how to become a better leader. So um, I think them having him take that out was them showing his final big mistake. Um, you know, going to you know one step forward but two steps back because of what he did in a way so i don't know that if he didn't do it it would have wiped them out i think leia had a pretty good grasp of the situation i don't i i don't like to think that leia him following leia's orders leads to the destruction of the fleet that doesn't sit well with me so i'm gonna say no um i think um that's not the case um, all right, last one. Uh, we're just gonna go real quick, guys. Here for OT Nicks at this is Nicks. Um, there's hey, so Nicks. much. There's so much. Hi, Nicks. There's so much <laughs> Star Wars merchandise, old and new, that we uh, cherish collecting. But I wonder, uh, thinking uh, face, is there any type of Star Wars merch item that you would? Oh, thinking face. I it's the emoji. <laughs> <laughs> is there any type face. of Star Wars merch item that you would love? What's to up, own? OT Nicks? But it has not yet been created. Uh, Ray's yellow lightsaber. Still waiting for it. Still want it. Has not been released or created yet. Mm. James. <laughs> you waiting on me? Yeah. Um, Boba Fetch jetpack. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good, too. Um, I want to go with... 
Have they made like a proper version of the DL44, like the Han Solo? Probably. I I can't say for certain, but I would imagine so, right? Or what about even I think the it's ex- like or- there's like an orange version that's out. What if they made the extended version that Beckett took the DL44 off of and gave to Han? What if they made the whole version that Beckett had, like the whole rifle? Oh, that'd version? be cool. They actually didn't make a lot of solo stuff, toys yeah. wise. So I think that would be something I'd like. Cause then you could take the default D- DL44 off. I want the guy in the her. jar that sings, and when you press a button, like bubbles come up, like, solo photo. like, a, like a lava lamp. That would yeah. be so fun. <laughs> um, all right. So that is it. Thank you for all of your questions. Uh, that takes us towards the end of the show. We want to thank everyone for listening and watching and being a part of the TRB community. You guys are the absolute best. Um, Thank you to everyone who helped us get over 8,000 followers recently. It's very cool on uh, Twitter. We appreciate that. Uh, but make sure, you know, that you know that's all well and good. But to get to the show, you have to subscribe. So you can do that on YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, pretty much any audio app you have for podcasts. We are there. So subscribe because we have two episodes every week coming at you. Uh, go to StarWarsNewsNet.com every day for all of your Star Wars news. Uh, editorials, reviews, all that stuff, uh, including the um, links to the book discussions that James is doing with Kyle. Um, teespring.com slash stores slash resistance broadcast if you want to get some of your gear. Uh, makes a little two happen shirts, the black, the gold, um, all of our other designs, including um, what we're going to be promoting this week, the uh, Gary the Porg shirt, which is Carrie Fisher's dog Gary in a Porg costume. So how cute is that? Um, you guys can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey and at StarWarsNewsNet.com. James? Uh, Twitter and Instagram at Myra Trunks. Lacey? People can find me super pumped that I was able to lock down a San Diego Comic-Con exclusive X-Wing Hot Wheels toy at Lacey Gillerin on Twitter and Instagram. You going to do an unboxing video or are going to leave it in the box? I have to. Yes. No, you don't have to take it out of the box. Like The box kind of slides off so you can see it. And then the the x-wing inside the display has a thing on the side that makes it levitate like in the empire strikes back that's sweet so it's just a boxing video i guess <laughs> speaking of boxing on thursday we're bringing back star wars wars ding ding Uh-oh. ding get in the ring the three of us are going to duke it out over the best lightsaber duel in franchise history and that includes tv shows movies whatever so john's uh, already talking trash star wars wars is back it may get ugly i'm not gonna lie to you folks if you are faint of heart if you like the three of us getting along all the time may want to skip thursday's episode chemistry (laughs) but if you like the spiciness and you like the unpredictability what three people may say on a podcast when they're duking it out definitely tune in thursday but either way we hope you enjoy your weeks and we'll see you hopefully thursday right here on the resistance broadcast we'll see you around kids